This is the Bible in the News brought to you by Paul Billington. And again, what a week it has been. The amazing victory of the terror organization Hamas has caught the attention of most people, while in the background, Iran continues to rant and rave against Israel and the West, and Russia's President Putin brags to the world about his new clever missile that can outwit and outmaneuver United States defenses. It's all very significant stuff when viewed in the light of what the Bible has to tell us about events in the last days. But what do we make of this Hamas victory? The politicians and the media, and it's hard to tell who's leading the pack here, are trying very hard to explain or rather interpret what has happened. Why has a democratic vote given to Palestinians resulted in a vote for terrorists? The hope is that Hamas will now transform itself from demon to angel, that this democratic victory will somehow sanctify the terrorists and make them acceptable negotiating partners who will be willing to walk the route laid down by George Bush's beloved roadmap. The Palestinians, we are told, just wanted to get rid of the corrupt Fatah gang. The politicians and the media men simply refuse to hear what the Palestinians have said. They refuse to accept that the Palestinians have voted for murderers and terrorists. They have lifted up their democratic voice and voted for a Barabbas, one that made insurrection and committed murder. This is what the multitude has cried out for. If you look at Mark chapter 15 and verse 7, you'll see the comparison. Meanwhile, another group in this holy land are being brutally and savagely beaten and expelled from their homes. I watched, I watched a boy got knocked unconscious. Uh, he was in a neck brace. I have a picture. A neck brace. Uh, they put um, cotton in his mouth. I don't think he was even breathing at this point. Uh, the medic was, was begging me to tell him his name. I never saw the guy before. The only reason I, I was there because of the press badge I have now, I was able to go through the, the line of, this, of, of, of riot police to, to even take a picture. They almost arrested me just for taking a picture. He had cotton stuck out of his mouth, legs and neck uh, tied in a way where someone has a car accident. You've seen this, where they don't want you to be moving. I have no idea what his condition is. Uh, when they pushed up, there were about 80 girls singing a song that you know, Tovia, Kodesh Baruch Hu, Anachnu, Ovimotach. Holy One, blessed be He. We love you. And as they're seeing this love for God, and I, and I, 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 I screamed at them because I saw six of the horses come off of the dark valley and start almost, like literally walking into this set of girls. What happened was the boys saw the horses coming right at the girls. They started throwing stones, you know, large stones at the police on top of them to stop them from stepping on the girls. The horses got, even though they're riot control from Germany horses, bought for Gushkatif, uh, they, they, the horses started slipping out, and then one of the horses that was about five feet from me caught its head on, on, on a on a um, on a telephone wire. So the horse absolutely flipped out. It, it was it was falling over backwards, and by the time it righted itself, uh, it had backed onto one of the, one of the girls. I was with the reporter from Macorvis Shown. She has a picture. I have some video of this. She seemed to be okay, but uh, she was sort of crawling back into the crowd. Um, then I ran over. You know, when they hit someone or hurt someone, they make it virtually impossible to, to, to get pictures. It was a miracle I got that close. And, uh, you know, they don't want you taking pictures of this. Uh, I don't know how many other people were, were hurt. These are the religious Zionist settlers. 
First it was expulsion from Gaza, and now the focus is shifting to the West Bank. It was Hebron last week, and it was Amona this week. Gaza has been given over to Hamas, and now the government of Israel has shown that it intends to do the same with the West Bank settlements. In fact, there was an article in the newspaper Haaretz, uh, which normally is a, a fairly left-wing paper, and the he heading of the article focuses upon the excessive violence that was used in Amona. Uh, for example, it cites the fact that a 15-year-old is lying unconscious in hospital and dozens of injured people have been admitted to ER, and it says that the settlers have a point. The uh, non-violent girls and adults in Amona were beaten on the head with clubs yesterday. Mounted police beat demonstrators with cudgels and injured Knesset members. Dozens of demonstrators were struck deliberately in the stomach and groin. Orit Caspi, Amona's secretary, said almost anyone who came out of the houses got struck by a baton. It looked like the policeman's aim was not to enable anyone to walk out on his own two feet. The paper goes on to talk about television footage, which leaves no doubt that during parts of the clashes, excessive violence was used. The video film broadcast on Channel 10 last night shows a policeman hitting demonstrators seated inside a house. What threat was there to his life? goes on, many were interested in hard, harsh violence in Amona, including the acting Prime Minister, who blocked every attempt at compromise, and the Yesha Council, which chose to make a compromise suggestion only, was it, only when it was too late. And so it goes on to talk about the fact that it appears that a comprehensive general inquiry will be inevitable. And so you see, a spirit of madness prevails. The practical effect of the policy being followed is to crush and expel the religious Zionist settlers who grow tomatoes and produce and give their greenhouses and their land to Hamas, whose declared policy and goal it is to destroy the state of Israel. It is madness. But you see... That is the spirit that the Bible says would grip the nations and which would lead them to, on the road to Armageddon. This is the road map to Armageddon. And you can find it both in the prophecies of Daniel and the Revelation. Look at Revelation chapter 16, verses 13 and 14, for example. Now, there's a lot of symbolic language going on here. And we don't intend to unravel it all here, but one phrase helps us to understand what is going on. You can see it in verse 14. The phrase is, the spirit of devils. That is the King James Version. Others will more correctly render this as the spirit of demons. Now, there's a lot of misinformation out there about this term demons. It really has nothing to do with those ugly, mythical creatures that people generally imagine. That idea is one that has entered Christian thinking from pagan sources, just as the New Testament predicted in passages like, for example, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, and 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. 
If you have the current issue of the Bible magazine, that's volume 19, issue number 1, there's an article about this on page 22. No, a demon in the Bible is an idol, or a false god, and in New Testament times people attributed illness to their influence, especially mental illness or madness. Well, what Revelation chapter 16 verses 13 and 14 is telling us is that a spirit of madness, that is, a deranged teaching or philosophy, will be at work gathering the nations so that they will oppose God Almighty. In James chapter 3 verses 15 and 16 we are told about a form of wisdom that is earthly, sensual, devilish, or demoniacal, bringing envying, strife, confusion, and every evil work. That is what this is in Revelation 16, a form of wisdom, a philosophy that is stirring amongst the nations. This philosophy and guiding principle in today's world is one that came out of the early humanist teachings in France. It first found political expression in the French Revolution in 1789, but instead of bringing a just social system, it resulted in the famous Reign of Terror. Well now, that is what we have seen at work. First, the United States, Britain and the Israeli government have promoted democracy among the Palestinians. They supposed, as did the early humanists, that their ideology would bring peace and justice. But, of course, it didn't. It brought terror. And it has done the same again now in bringing Hamas to power. It has created a terrorist state, what Benjamin Netanyahu called Hamastan. The madness continues further. While every effort is made to appease Hamas, yet any move toward a biblical Zionism, as is seen in the Jewish settlers, is, if possible, throttled. You see, what we see developing into sharp focus is a clash between secular humanist ideology and a Bible-based religious outlook. The State of Israel was founded upon humanist and socialist values, and that is what its government represents today. The Zionist settlers of the West Bank represent a Bible-based form of Zionism, and the two are fundamentally opposed. In a way, the choice facing the Jewish nation today is not unlike that which faced their ancestors in the first century. Messiah or Barabbas? It's true, of course, that the religious Zionists do not yet know their Messiah and King, but the Apostle Paul tells us in Romans 11 verse 25 that this blind spot will be corrected when the Deliverer turns away ungodliness from Jacob. That's verse 26. So as we watch the news then and see the spirit of democracy and humanism bringing to power terror outfits like Hamas and vainly trying to crush the seedlings of faith in biblical Zionism, we should know that prophecy is being fulfilled, and that soon Jesus of Nazareth must return in order to save his people and to call forth his saints, who will then execute the judgments that are written. And you can read about that in Psalm 149, verses 5 to 9. Only then will thy will be done upon earth, even as it is in heaven. 
This is what we pray for and look for. God willing, we will consider the Bible in the news again next week. Hope you can join us then.